The church today is so simple than last week. The crib is back in storage. The wise men have returned to the east, the shepherds to their flocks, the angels have stopped singing, the poinsettias are gone, the lights are down. The Christmas season is over. Jesus is no longer an infant. He did not stay in Bethlehem and make the crib his condo for life. He moved out and spent 30 years in a small town called Nazareth. We are now in the ordinary time, back to the old routine, the longest of the church seasons, 33 weeks. It starts at the end of the Christmas season and runs up to Ash Wednesday, then returns after Pentecost and continues all the way through the feast of Christ the King to the first Sunday of Advent. It is time when we are not focused on Christ's birth and death or the beginning of the church. What is special about this season is that it is well ordinary. We cover most of the story of Jesus' life, preaching, parables, miracles, his day-to-day -day struggles and success. The central theme in today's readings is a challenge to live like the Lamb of God and die like the Lamb of God and thus bear witness to Christ, the Lamb of God. The first reading from the songs of the suffering servant in Isaiah, where the prophet was chosen by God from his mother's womb and consecrated to be a light to the nations. Here, aspects of Jesus' own life as sacrificial lamb and mission as salvation of world are foreshadowed. Isaiah prophesied about Jesus that he would be a light to the nations to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. The second reading, Paul reminds the Corinthians that they, like all who call on the name of Jesus, are sanctified and called to be holy. They are called by God and consecrated in Christ Jesus for a life of holiness and service. In the gospel, Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, recognized Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. These are the words used by the priest at Mass as he holds up the sacramental species before the congregation. Today, Jesus begins his public life, usually referred to as his ministry. The child becomes a man, and the man is baptized by John the Baptist, a sign of his oneness with all of humanity, that he is true God and true man. John the Baptist identified Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God. The Lamb is associated with sacrifice in the Bible. 
Jesus Christ is destined to be sacrificed for a greater good, which is the salvation of humanity. John the Baptist invites us to identify with the Lamb of God as we gather for Mass, as we come to receive the body and blood of Jesus at communion, we are acknowledging our sinfulness and seeking what we know to be his gift, the forgiveness of sin. Today, we are back to the distribution of Holy Communion under both species. At Mass, we are fed by the word and nourished by the body and blood of Christ. The Eucharist is not a sign or symbol of Jesus. Rather, we receive Jesus himself in and through the Eucharistic species. The priest, through the power of his ordination and the action of the Holy Spirit, transforms the bread and wine into the body, blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ. This is called transubstantiation, which means the substance change, the accident, what looks like and tastes like remains the same. The substance, the bread is not the bread, the body of Christ. The wine is not the wine, the blood of Christ. Jesus said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I in him. He even made it mandatory that unless you eat the flesh and drink his blood, you will not have life in you. This is our faith and doctrine in the Eucharistic Lord. But we haven't been able to receive the precious blood for a couple of years now. We were missing it out. The answer is our Lord is fully present on either species. Jesus is wholly present in any fragment of the consecrated host or any drop of the precious blood. So it is not as if you only got a part of Jesus by receiving body of Jesus or blood of Jesus, Jesus is fully present under both forms. Now from today onwards, we could receive the precious blood from the chalice. Here is the temptation. Many of us are concerned about gems, which makes sense. The temptation is like, can I take the host, the sacred body of Christ, Instead of drinking from the chalice, can I dip? No. There is a technical term for dipping called intinction. So can I take the sacred body and intinct into the precious blood? The answer is no. The reason we never intinct is, one, many people say, I want to be more sanitary. Okay. What is more sanitary? A person takes a chalice and a careful small sip from the precious blood and then wiped away. Or to sink your entire hand into the chalice, you probably touching in the precious blood. 
the attempt to be more sanitary you are most likely to be less sanitary the other reason is deeper we need to take care of the eucharist is someone intinct the sacred body into the precious blood maybe they don't touch the chalice but on their way back to themselves there is a space between their mouth and the chalice where the precious blood can drop to the floor which we never want to do that and the third reason is more theological that would be a kind of image of us taking the eucharist we never take the eucharist only receive the eucharist only a bishop or priest receive the eucharist by themselves but everyone else we approached the lord we have offered him and we receive him we always receive from another so there are three reasons that we should not indict first it probably not sanitary or less sanitary second danger of precious blood falling into the ground and third always want to receive the body and blood of christ not taking i think it make sense when we receive communion in hand the hands should be clean for some of the hands there are no place for jesus overcrowded with mobile phone keychain kerchiefs and so on if one is right handed the left hand should rest upon the right the host will then be laid in the palm of the left hand and then taken by the right hand to the mouth if one is left handed this is reversed it is not appropriate to reach out with the fingers and take the host from the person distributing after receiving the communion the communicant should audibly respond amen indicating by that response his or her belief that this small wafer of bread the wine in this chalice are in reality the body and blood of christ the lord during holy communion whether we receive both species or one species we receive our divine savior whole and undivided so it is absolutely your decision whether you want both species or one species the catechism of the catholic church says that receiving the bread alone has been legitimately established as the most common form in the latin rite but the sign of communion is more complete when given under both kinds therefore it is fitting to receive christ in both forms during the celebration of the eucharist this allows the eucharist to appear more perfectly as a banquet a banquet that is a foretaste of the banquet that will be celebrated with Christ at the end time Jesus lamb of god we thank you for dying for us and shedding your blood to take away our sins may we live as your faithful followers amen